Support for Crypto Camel is provided by you, the listener. We couldn't make this show come to life without your support, so make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love our community to chat about what upcoming cryptos are next to go to the moon and what hidden gems are going to be the next big thing. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Crypto Camel with your host, John Saffron. So on today's episode, we want to talk about NFTs, uh, particularly a couple of um, famous brand names out there that have come up with uh, new NFT projects. Um, we're talking about, of course, uh, Nike and uh, McLaren. Um, very interesting projects. I want to get into a lot of detail about those. Um, and um, I also want to use this opportunity. Um, I get asked a lot about which NFT marketplaces I use and which ones I like. And um, while there's many different ones out there, and you know, it depends on where the, the project uh, launches, That's you're kind of stuck to that uh, um marketplace or a few uh, marketplaces depending on on where the project launches but um, the ones uh, that are uh, the most popular and the ones that I like to get into and do a, a comparison on are um, uh, OpenSea and uh, Rarible and you know OpenSea is by far the number one NFT marketplace because it's like the the grandfather of nft marketplaces it's it's on ethereum and um it's it's the one that have been has been used uh in, in most of the the very popular projects like uh, board api club and such so but you know it's a close call uh, but there's some pros and cons to using both nf uh OpenSea and uh, rarible um uh, both marketplaces uh you should know about however so uh, you know the, the emergence of um uh, NFTs or non-fungible tokens, it's undoubtedly provided the creators with a greater leeway over how they make, transfer, and monetize uh, their creations. Um, the idea behind NFT it centers on the possibility of creating, trading, and owning distinguishable and immutable digital assets. Um, so as such, it's no surprise that uh, NFT marketplaces, uh, which provide um, the tools required to do just that, um, you know, and they're critical, uh, they're critical to the success of the uh, NFT movement. So notably, these marketplaces can be categorized based on the openness of their platform. On the one hand, we have platforms that selectively allow uh, pre-approved artists to list or mint NFTs. On the other hand, there are more popular options with a more relaxed and inclusive policy regarding the selling and minting of NFTs. Uh, in other words, um, they allow just about anyone to list NFTs on their marketplace. Um, our focus uh, is on OpenSea and Rarible, which is uh, based on their unrestricted uh, systems and can be categorized as open markets. Uh, we will comprehensively uh, compare uh, the features and the services of the two uh, platforms. So um, what, what is OpenSea? Uh, well, uh, OpenSea is a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace uh, tailor-made for NFT users. So uh, more specifically, OpenSea uh, provides the infrastructure required to mint and trade NFTs. The good thing uh, about this uh, platform is that it enables most, if not all, of its operations on the blockchain. Uh, decentralization is a big part of the platform because users do not need to input 
um, excuse me, they don't need the input of any intermediary to create, buy, or sell NFTs based on digital items. So, um, you know, another notable strength is OpenSea um, is its knack for simplifying intricate processes involving in managing and monetizing NFTs. You don't need to know how to code before you can create NFTs on OpenSea, nor are there any technical requirements for utilizing its uh, trading interface. So simply put, OpenSea is an ideal option for beginners because of all the core processes are simple enough to execute seamlessly. So looking at the history of OpenSea, uh, it's clear that it has evolved over the years from being a CryptoKitties for focused marketplace in back in 2018 to becoming a more dynamic hub for a plethora of NFT collections and projects. The combination of uh, seamless and dynamic services, it's quickly elevated OpenSea as uh, one of NFT participants go to marketplace. Um, and OpenSea has over 600,000 active users, up from the 4,000 active users uh, back in March 2020. So notably, the OpenSea website has had over 100 million visitors uh, just in February of uh, 2022. Now, Rarible, what's Rarible? Well, Rarible has a business template uh, similar to that of OpenSea, where users are offered seamless peer-to-peer uh, gateway into the NFT market. Uh, in essence, uh, it offers easy to use minting and trading features designed solely for NFTs. Like OpenSea, uh, Rarible boasts a dynamic ecosystem that houses a variety of digital items, including artwork, collectibles, in-game assets, and more. All, all the uh, transactions and trades executed on the platform are settled immediately. Um, and ultimately, the uh, incorporation of blockchain power trading infrastructure eliminates the need for intermediaries. Um, so that said, uh, Rarible uh, places more importance on decentralization. Unlike OpenSea, the platform's economy and governance are anchored by a native token called uh, RARI, this RARI Um so RARI holders can automatically vote on policy changes and other critical decisions. Initially, RARI was distributed weekly to active users. However, this was discontinued in January 2022 after the community unanimously voted to allocate the remaining RARI tokens to projects building on Rarible protocol. So Rarible had fewer than 10,000 unique users in February 2022, according to the data. So you know, there's quite a big difference as far as users um, between uh, Rarible and and OpenSea. But you know, Rarible is catching up and it's and it's inching up little by little, and it is a very popular uh, network. So I mean, now that you have a basic understanding, um, how do they compare? Well, um, here are the stats. So. Uh, the launch year for OpenSea is 2017 and Rarible is 2020. So they have three years uh, ahead of them. And um, OpenSea is multi-chain and so is Rarible. Uh, decentralized governance. Well, Rarible has decentralized governance, but OpenSea does not. Um, Rarible has a native token, but OpenSea does not. Uh, payment options. Well, um, OpenSea takes about 150 uh, different cryptocurrencies. Well, 
Wearable currently at the time is uh, confined to uh, ETH, Flow, and XTZ. Um, credit card payments, well, Rarible has credit card payments and OpenSea doesn't. The trading fee is 2.5% on uh, both of them. The royalty fee on OpenSea uh, is 10%, whereas on Rarible it could be up to 50%. Uh, and uh, lazy minting, gasless uh, minting, uh, both of them have it. Uh, monthly unique users, well, uh, we said earlier, so OpenSea has 500,000 uh, monthly unique users, while, while Rarible is uh, just below 10,000. And um, they both have a beginner-friendly interface. Um, uh, although Rarible does not have a mobile app, while OpenSea does. And messaging, well, uh, you can message people on Rarible, but you can't on OpenSea. So, uh, you know, where some lack uh, some features the other one has and vice versa, um, it is a close call. Time will tell which one which one um, uh, will have all the features uh, eventually. So, um, you know, NFT marketplaces always tailor their infrastructure to specific blockchains. In essence, users can only interact with NFTs and projects native to the blockchain supported by the NFT uh, marketplace. Uh, for instance, in Ethereum-based marketplaces, they would support Ethereum-based NFTs. And in an attempt to widen the, the scope of operations, um, NFT marketplaces are increasingly incorporating multi-chain uh, systems to users. So um, this is true of OpenSea and uh, Rarible, which support three uh, blockchains uh, each. OpenSea allows... Um, uh, its users to mint and access NFTs on Ethereum, um, Polygon, Clayton, with Rarible extends its operations across Ethereum, Flow, and Tezos. And so in this section, it's clear that both platforms have been strategic about their blockchain integration. Uh, both have ensured that users have access to the buzzing NFT economy of Ethereum and two more blockchains with relatively cheaper and more energy efficient um, NFT ecosystems. So you'll come to discover that uh, certain NFT um, uh, place uh, more importance on specific types of NFTs. Uh, while this is true, uh, a majority have opted for a more inclusive ecosystems where users can trade across a wide variety of NFT niches, including digital art, collectibles, in-game assets, fashion, sport NFTs, and and so on. So, um, you know, the ones we're talking about today have attempted to be as inclusive as possible. Um, and so they, they, they're allowing a lot more of uh, different various types of NFT niches. Um, OpenSea and, and, uh, and Rarible, uh, you know, what, the things that they, the niches that they treat are basically memes, trading cards, virtual lands, in-game assets, crypto arts, collectibles, and uh, even domain names. Um, so for the payment options, well, because the, the two platforms support a fairly unique selection of blockchains, it's no surprise that they uh, utilize a not so similar payment system. Uh, in the case of uh, OpenSea, um, there are up to 150 uh, supported payment options, including ETH, WETH, Matic, Clay, 
Uh, contrast to Rarible, uh, however, it allows users to buy NFTs with only Flow, uh, XTZ, and uh, ETH. And uh, this is important because, uh, you know, not everybody has um, all the funds in in um, um, in ETH or, uh, um, or, or, or Flow or, or XTZ, for example. So uh, if, if that's, uh, if, uh, you know, a deal breaker for you, then you might probably want to stick to um, OpenSea. Um, now, lazy or glassless uh, minting. So uh, basically, um, these are minting techniques that have made it possible for creators to mint NFTs without paying network fees. So uh, if you note that uh, all transactions and some activities executed on blockchains attract network fees. So um, this is because validators have to confirm and add the detail of the transaction into the blockchain. Uh, interestingly, minting falls under activities that require network fees before they can be confirmed. So for a blockchain like Ethereum, it's plagued by network congestion, network fees. It's also called gas fees and, and they can rise quickly, such as it becomes a lot more expensive to create Ethereum-based um, NFTs. So uh, therefore, it makes a lot of sense that NFT marketplaces are increasingly adopting a gasless fee feature that lets creators mint NFTs without paying any fees. Uh, with this feature, it's possible to mint NFTs without worrying about associated costs um, as the responsibility of paying minting fees is automatically transferred to the buyer. Interestingly enough, uh, both OpenSea and Rarible have enabled the gasless uh, minting feature. Now for the trading fee, uh, apart from the minting fee paid by the network validators, users also pay a percentage of the revenue generated from the NFTs as a commission to the NFT marketplace. Um, on OpenSea and Rarible, users pay a 2.5% trading fee, and uh, thus neither has the advantage over the other when it comes to uh, fees. For royalty fees, another important element in the NFT world is the establishment of a royalty as an added passive income generator for creators. While minting NFTs, creators can include a clause that allows them to claim a percentage of the revenue generated on the secondary market. Hence, whenever NFTs are sold on the secondary market, the original creator receives a predetermined royalty fee. An open C, the royalty fee is 10%. In contrast, Rarible offers more leeway since royalties can be set as high as 50% by the original creator. Obviously, the original creator can determine um, the fee that he wants. Um, and then for uh, decentralization, well, um, as mentioned earlier, uh, basically OpenSea and Rarible rely on blockchain infrastructures to enable a peer-to-peer -peer network of users void of intermediaries. While this is a given, uh, Rarible seems to operate more robust decentralized systems. Users are elevated to the status of stakeholders such as they can actively contribute to the governance and future of the project. Rarible established this type of governance when it launched uh, Rari, which allocates governance privileges or voting power to holders. Unlike the more robust decentralized system run by Rarible, OpenSea does not operate a fully decentralized governance model because it's yet to deliver the infrastructure required uh, to democratize the decision-making process.
we have witnessed some very questionable decisions taken by the team. For instance, in the January of this year, the team uh, monetarily alerted its policy regarding minting only to reverse the decision following a backlash from the community. In light of this, it is safe to say that Rarible is more decentralized than OpenSea. Now, what about security, reputation, reliability? Well, security is always a major talking point when dealing with digital assets. The same is true for the nascent NFT world, which is prone to hacks and frauds. Uh, unfortunately, OpenSea and Rarible have had their share of fraud-related scandals. Due to the open nature of these two marketplaces, it is difficult to ensure that counterfeits are not sold and copyright laws are not infringed upon. However, while fraud has been a reoccurring issue in both platforms, OpenSea in particular has had to weather a lot more security incidents. In the latest being a smart contract exploit that left users prone to NFT theft. Um, so, you know, what's, what's the verdict? What's the summary? Well, at the end of the day, it boils down to personal preference. So, you know, what are you willing to give up in order to access specific features for the service? For instance, you might be uh, prepared um, to give up a plethora of crypto payment options available on OpenSea for a chance of using credit card purchase NFTs on Rarible. With this in mind, uh, you know, we highlight the, the strength and advantages of OpenSea and Rarible so you can easily uh, compare the two. So let's talk about the pros and cons of each one. So the, the pros of OpenSea uh, are that it's beginner friendly. Uh, the platform supports up to 150 payment options. OpenSea features NFTs from multiple blockchains. It's home to a vast range of NFT collections. Um, it's possible to initiate glassless minting. And the cons are it's not very reliable in terms of security. The royalty fee is only fixed at 10%. OpenSea does not run a decentralized governance system. What about Rarible? Well, the pros of Rarible, it's a multi-chain uh, platform. It has an established decentralized governance system. The features and tools available on, on the, the platform are easy to use, and it offers a lot more flexibility when it comes to royalties. The cons of Rarible, due to the lack of restrictions, it's difficult to eradicate fraud completely, and Rarible does not have a mobile app. So which one are you going to use? Um, which one do you like? Which one are you already using? I mean, we know a lot more people are using uh, OpenSea, but uh, um, who's to tell how that changes any future? Let us know what you think about that. Now, what I wanted to, to, to talk to you guys about is a couple of very interesting brand projects uh, that are coming up, and that's um, one of them is uh, Nike. It's a Nike RTFKT, uh, which launches a Crypto Kicks. It's an NFT customizable sneaker collection. Um, so what does that mean? What is that? So on Friday, a digital fashion brand's RTFKT Studios revealed Nike Crypto Kicks. It's a new collection of customizable, non-fungible token sneakers. This was R RTFKT's big sneaker release since Nike acquired it in, in December. Um, a distinctive aspect of the collection is the shoe, um, the RTFKT. I'm going to say Red Fucked uh, for short. So the Red Fucked Nike uh, Genesis is separate from the skins that changes and looks coloring, which are now created by well-known designers. The Red Fucked plans to enable other creators and influencers to release their own Nike Crypto Kicks in the future. Um, 
So um, the separation of the whole uh, shoe and skin has created an issue. Uh, RTKFK warned buyers on Twitter of an exploit where sellers can list digital sneakers without a skin, but remove the skin before accepting buyer's offers. Hence, the buyer would only receive the vanilla sneakers without the attached skin that they were also purchasing. Um, this was an issue that everybody's having, but they're attempting to fix it. The collection was launched on NFT marketplace OpenSea, um, with the digital sneakers generating approximately uh, 3,100 Ethereum. That's about 8.7 million in trade volume since Friday. The collection of skin vials uh, used to customize the sneakers has generated another 7 million in trading volume. Um, Nike launched Nike ID in 2000, allowing customers to personalize their own physical Nike merchandise. In 2019, the footwear company applied for the Crypto Kicks trademark, followed uh, by uh, patent applications the same year. No, wanting to miss out on the NFT hype, Nike has brought has brought its sneaker customizability to the metaverse. Um, rival sports company Adidas is competing with Nike in embracing the metaverse. In December, the company uh, got a hold of Board Ape Yacht Club um, number 8774. The uh, Indigo Hertz and branded it with the company's logo. It also bought a plot of land in the Sandbox uh, Metaverse game. And it's partnering up with the Board Ape Yacht Clubs, CryptoPunks, uh, Comics, and the influencer uh, G Money. It, and it dropped about 30,000 NFTs. So that's what Nike is uh, up to right now. And uh, another big brand uh, right now uh, that's getting involved in the NFT market space is. Um, uh, McLaren. And so McLaren is um, an automotive company. If you're not familiar with it, um, it's uh, very well known for its racing cars and uh, it's a British uh, luxury supercar manufacturer. So, um, it, you know, McLaren is now entering the metaverse space with the launch of the Web3 platform. Um, McLaren Automotive um, uh, has it's announced that the introduction of the McLaren Special Operations, the MSO Lab, which uh, introduces an exclusive new digital community that symbolizes the next chapter in the company's metaverse strategy. MSO is a, a atelier for designers and engineers uh, to work together, and it now extends that into the Web3 world. So allowing for the creation of uh, like-minded community, as well as the potential to push uh, boundaries, performance possibilities further in design without being constrained by the laws of physics, uh, the thermodynamics according to the information shared with the uh, Finbolt. So McLaren's uh, design team, they collaborated with MSO Lab to create distinctive limited edition McLaren non-fungible tokens, which uh, the first uh, limited edition to drop on the NFT slated to launch in the near future. So um, the quote from uh, Gareth Dunsmore, the chief marketing officer of McLaren Automotive, he stated, um, we have created a new way to interact with customers and fans in Web3 universe. McLaren Special Operations is McLaren Automotive's in-house bespoke division. So it is entirely fitting that MSO Lab uh, will be our home where they collaborate uh, in the metaverse and push the limits of possibility and design uncumbered by physical constraints. Um, so that was, again, uh, Gareth Dunsmore, the, uh, the chief marketing officer for uh, McLaren. And McLaren uh, design team has collaborated with the MSO Lab to create distinctive limited edition McLaren NFTs, 
with the first edition uh, drop of the NFTs slated to launch in the, the near future. When it comes to joining the MSO Lab community, McLaren clients uh, will be prioritized, uh, which provides them with exclusive access uh, to a wide range of services and perks um, that are otherwise unavailable. McLaren's uh, clients will be prioritized when it comes to joining the MSO Lab community, which provides exclusive access to a wide range of services and perks that are otherwise unavailable to non uh, McLaren owners. And the inclusive benefits include an unseen digital drawing from the McLaren design team, uh, behind the scenes virtual tour of McLaren Technology Center, and the option to attend McLaren automotive events. Um, if, if you join the MSO Lab community early, um, um, so that you get access to all of that. So during the course of its engagement with the MSO Lab community, and then an exploration of the potential of Web3 era, McLaren will continue to innovate and harness new and novel ways to push the limits of access, ownership, and experience. Um, all McLaren NFTs will be offered um, on the McLaren Marketplace, uh, which will be backed by Infinite World, which has recently revealed uh, McLaren Automotive Metaverse partner. Um, and uh, so those are the two big brands with, with the most recent um, punch into the uh, NFT world. Um, obviously, there's a lot more. Uh, we we like to bring you the uh, the news as early as possible, so uh, you can do your own research. And uh, obviously, we're not uh, financial advisors here at Crypto Camel, and um, uh, th that's why we tell you you have to always do your own research. Anyways, I, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope it was very informational. Um, you know, uh, give us uh, a like where you subscribe on your podcast and uh, let us know how we're doing. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Camel Podcast, your number one source for the deep dives into the crypto communication. It would really mean a lot to check our show wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review and subscribe. See you next week with the best kept secrets in crypto.